I'm your co-host for Focus today, uh, usually pretty much by myself, along with the team, the team, the team, Dave Rieger, Danielle Mason, Rich Luzinski, today Ray Templin running the controls, and picked a good room for the broadcast today, the green room here at the Economic Club. It's Red Wings Day, and they do it every year, and it's a big deal. We just... Uh, we just went over and spoke to Stevie Eiserman. My, uh, my, my, what I'm getting around to, it's taking me forever, but my uh, co-host Anthony Bellino is here. You know Anthony, uh, or AB, as the legend Lomas Brown calls him, from Sports Wrap Monday through Friday from 6 till 7. Um, and, and you're doing a great job on that show, by the way. Thank you very much, sir. And for I those who think that. you're new to the station, I can say you were here 17 years ago with us on the morning show. You know, I didn't get a chance to see my mom to grab the cookies, but I will have some for you. I wish you wouldn't have brought that up. I had to. I had actually forgotten about the cookies. and how, They're unforgettable cookies unforgettable. from Danny's Fine Foods Unbelievable. in Monroe. Danny's Fine Foods, a great place to shop, and that's, that is is Joe Bellino's, uh, um, uh, his uncle. And we always have talked about it with Joe Bellino, but Anthony Bellino's family. And you work there mm-hmm. uh, as a butcher. Yeah. You, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you, you have gotta, a lot of different you got, talents. You got to get in there. You can't stop working. What's your favorite, you to, this what, is what's your f- favorite cut of meat. Porterhouse. <laughs> porterhouse. Not, not ribeye? No, porterhouse. porterhouse I'm lean yeah. and mean. I, you know, ribeye is a lot of, you know, the a lot other, of marbling. The right? other guy, you just heard his voice. He's the butcher on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> For years, he was the butcher on the ice. Get a little chin music going on. How are you? Uh, Mickey Redmond is here. Good to be here. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm long good. Long time no see. And, it has uh, been too always long. Always good to see you. Always good to see you. What was the party that we, we that was a long time ago in Franklin? Uh, yeah, you were emceeing like a, a either a Thanksgiving or a Christmas get-together uh just a, a feel-good night, and uh, when you get involved with stuff like that, it's always a feel-good moment. <laughs> no, it, yeah. when you get involved in stuff like that, Mickey, I'm so glad you're still loving doing the color and, uh, God, and yes. being on the broadcast. It, you, you you just love it. Yeah, there's no question about that. Being around the kids is, uh, is really cool. Um, as I've said many times now, the game is it's the same game that we played, that Steve Eisenman played and I did before him. But they just play it a little differently now. <laughs> they're a lot faster. They're a lot bigger. They're a lot stronger. They're in a lot better shape, and um, it's it's it, really is cool. It, is it a more precise game? Um, in a lot of ways, it is. You know, every one of these guys that's on the ice now, they skate a hundred miles an hour. The back pressure uh, on checking is much more than we ever had. Um, they all have skill levels that are off the charts. It's incredible. Uh, from your first line to your fourth line. That was never the way back in the day. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing to watch these guys. The speed and the tempo of the game is ridiculous on any given night. It's up and down, up and down, up and down, and pretty wild, but still lots of fun and the greatest game in the world. You know, Mickey Redmond, uh, being teamed up with Ken Daniels, Ken the play-by-play voice for the Detroit Red Wings on Bally Sports, Mickey the color commentator, um, that's an art in itself, and when they get it right – you should just leave it alone and let it go forever, and that's what's happened with you two guys. Yeah, um, there's a lot to do. As you know, you guys are, are in this similar kind of business where cadence is important, knowing when to get in, when to, when to get out, when right. to leave it alone. Right. Uh, when the humor is there, you go for it. When it's not there, you can't force it. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that I think go into doing what you do when you've got a microphone in front of your face like this. But... Um, it uh, for me, it's been 45 years, I think, 44 or 45. Wow. I've been doing color. Wow, and um, 
it doesn't get any better. I'm, I'm loving every second of it. And I, I go down on the bench, literally on our bench in the third period. And uh, it's pretty cool. For a guy my age to still be doing this kind of what stuff. Is your, what is your age? 76. That's a great age. That's our frequency. 760 on the AM dial. There you go. You're going to stay 76 for the rest there of your you life. That's what I think. Yeah. My yeah. daughter was born when I was 50. She's 20 now. Yeah. I'm still 50. <laughs> it's the way it works, you know, when hey, we're listen, in charge of the math. It's all what you make of it every day, isn't it? Mickey Redman, I haven't been in the booth when you're in there with Ken. Uh, having been a great hockey player, do you find yourself making the moves? Oh, yeah. With the players yeah, and, down and, on the ice. And what's even scarier than that is the language sometimes come up <laughs> under my breath. Well, it's I had like, a little really? of that earlier in the show. I had a little of my language out there. <laughs> yeah, you still uh, you still get your dander up when you see something happen against one of our guys. And, you know, it's all part of the game. That's why this game is um, and always will be the greatest game in the world. It's fast. It's hard. It's It's difficult. There's fighting. It's a, it's a challenge. They, they challenge your ego and your 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 manhood every day. On that's why it's not it's not a kids game. Mm-mm. It's a man's game. And even though there's a lot of young kids playing it right now, you notice like Connor Bedard in Chicago, broken jaw, tough business boys. These boys don't don't uh, take any prisoners. They're there to hurt. They're there to hit. And you better be ready for it. And you yet know? you take the. Uh, this is not a word that probably is best. And Anthony Bellino can correct me in this you take the gentle um job the patient job is a better word that steve eiserman has had Mm -hmm. building this team to look where we are at a crescendo at just the right time this is like a tom Izzo team that struggles through the season but right at the right moment get it all together yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, we still have 24, 23 games yet yep. to play. A long road to hoe, for sure. Um, but as I've been saying, you know, the last couple of weeks, if we – tomorrow night we've got the Islanders, who are one of the teams that are chasing us and chasing a playoff spot. If we win tomorrow night, we have 22 games left, and if we go 500 after that, we're 96 points, we're in the playoffs. There's no question about it. And when I left the gondola the other night – with the Carol or the uh, the Colorado game, we were down one to nothing after two, and I said to Daniels, "If we come back and win this game, we're making the playoffs." Oh. And by gosh, didn't we? Oh boy! Kane scored in overtime, and uh, the rest is history. It's been it's been fun. What do you think, Mickey, that that game against Colorado, for the guys that have been around, like a Dylan Larkin, for example, he's seen where this team has been and where they're at right now. Was that the first playoff game played in LCA? Um, the, it sure felt like it. Uh, people around the building said, Jesus, Mick, uh, this building has never seen the likes of this, what went on here tonight, in seven years. Um, it was it was, it was, was electric. The place was absolutely on fire. And, of course, the old videos of the, the fights and the rivalry of the Colorado never goes away. But uh, the young kids sit on the bench. I get a kick out of that when uh, they look up at the board and they see this stuff going on with Wah fighting Vernon and fighting Ozzy and – they go, really? They actually played like this? <laughs> they have no idea. Special like, moment. Oh, my God. But, it, yeah, it was on fire on Thursday, or I think it was Tuesday night. Um, and we come back and win the game in overtime and kept this run going. And now we're six straight. And they're playing a lot better defensively and keeping the puck out of the net. The goaltenders have been solid. And uh, they're feeding off it right now, and the confidence is sky high. When you look at the, the, the special teams, right, we got a shorty last night in that 8-3 to three victory. 
The power play has been fantastic, but the dynamic of that power play has changed a little bit where we have a guy in front in front of the net as the screen. We've got guys in either circle. They're using that bumper spot between the circles a whole lot more on this power play. It seems to really kind of open things up even though everybody's more condensed. The defenses are uh, – Colorado did a really good job that night of taking away the middle of the ice for the most part until Larkin scored to tie the game. Um, but when you've added people like DeBrinket and Kane – who score goals that most people that play this game don't get to score. They can't score them that way. That's how elite these guys are. It changes the way you look at the game, play the game, defend the game, offense the game, whatever it is. So they've jumped into that power play where Perron was on the left side, right-hand shot. Now you got Kane as a left-hand shot on the right side. you got uh, Lucas Raymond, right-hand shot on the left side, like Ovechkin last night. Uh, they've got a lot of different looks. And then you got... Larkin, who's in the bumper spot a lot in the middle, um, it really gives you a lot of options, and it gives headaches to the to the defenders trying to trying to keep it out of their net. So it's been working pretty good, pretty good, and the PK has been really good too. Last night, for example, Washington's on the power play; they just scored a goal. They're feeding off it; they got momentum, and I go, okay, they score here two minutes ago in a period. You go in and you're down one, and it's a different game. Don't we score shorthanded, go up 5-2, that game's over. And that's how quickly it can it can snap in a game like that. So there's a lot of really interesting and good things going on right now with this team, and hopefully we're not, uh, to your point, Paul, that we're not uh, cre- we're not reaching that crescendo too early. Right. We've got a lot of work to do yet, but uh, the confidence level is really, really good, and it's really fun to watch. Mickey Redman, when you've achieved your status – anyone in any sport who achieves your status and is still so very much involved with the game, joining uh, Ken and you do the color, he does the play-by-play, you can't help but be asked a very unfair question on the on the balance of this, and that is they ask you who the best hockey players are or who the best hockey players that you were good enough to play with and enjoyed. And to me it's unfair because the different generations – represent a whole different right. hockey each generation for sure yeah that that, that is a question that it really is unanswerable in a lot of ways but i came up with bobby Orr. Uh, i was almost a boston bruin instead of a montreal canadian they wanted me to go to oshawa which is the farm team of the bruins when i was 14 Oh, my. My mother put the kibosh on that and said, no, he's too small. He's 100 pounds. you get killed. <laughs> they said, no, he's not going. And the next year, I got signed by Peterborough at 15 years old, and that was Montreal's farm, farm team. They give you a C form, 200 bucks, and a stamp on your rear end, and you belong to the big club. That's it. <laughs> Game over. So that's the way it was back in the day. 14 and 15. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just yeah, I don't know. It's just the way it was, but uh, you know what? You had to survive. You play up uh, up at different levels. I never did play midget. Played in peewee bantam. You jumped right over. Went from bantam to junior B, junior A. Boom, like that. So it was pretty crazy, but it was uh, it was a hell of a ride. Yeah. Is there anyone you didn't like playing with okay. or against? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of butchers when I was playing. <laughs> well, the butcher was what came to mind yeah, when I started to, this you conversation. Had to, you had to know who, who they were, where they were all the time on the ice. Um, I'd tell a story, but we were in Philadelphia and uh, going to play the Broad Street Bullies, and, boy, they were tough to play against. The Bruins originally, I could let me digress a bit. We were in, playing in Montreal, and we had John Ferguson, who may be the toughest guy in the league, 
we're in Boston. We had six bench-clearing brawls in one game. <laughs> wow. So, so <laughs> the first guy that jumps off the bench gets a $100 fine. So everybody throw in five bucks, you pay the fine. So Fergie, on the first bench-clearing brawl, he jumps off the bench, and now it goes on for 10 minutes. The next one, if he jumps on again, he's going to get suspended. So what does he do? He goes down to the end of the bench, he picks up the spare goalie, throws him on the ice, and then he follows him. So the goalie got the $100 fine. Oh, it was, it was mayhem, I tell you. Six, six bench-clearing bench brawls. brawls. Yeah. yeah, and Phil, uh, Phil Roberto and Derek Sanderson ended up in the stands behind our bench fighting each other. They're both from Niagara Falls, Ontario. <laughs> a Boston cop hit Phil over the head, knocked him out. Oh, it was just, you can't make this stuff up. No, but you, you can't tell the story without a smile on your face, oh, Mickey sure. Redmond. You are, you're reliving and enjoying the moment yeah. time and time again. You know, it's, it's the other night in Chicago, I had tears in my eyes from the moment I walked in the game. Wayne Gretzky was there. Ty Domi was there for Chelios' uh, retirement. Right. And Wayne gave me a big hug, and he said, You know, Mick, every time I see you on television, I think of our friend Ace Bailey, who died in 9-11. Oh. And Ace was, he raised Wayne in the in Indianapolis in the WHA. And I took uh, Ace in to live with me when he got traded from Boston to Detroit. And we were together for two years. And uh, I said, one time, Wayne, I went to Boston for three days. I got home three weeks later. <laughs> we had we had a little bit of fun, but anyway, he had tears in my eyes thinking about Ace. Oh yeah, uh, and from that moment on, all the celebrities that were there, all the other players that, that played with Shelley and all those guys and Kane, and it was just a a wonderful celebration of of the brotherhood of the NHL and the game, the greatness of the game, and that alone brings brings uh, nostalgic memories to my my eyes. Uh, well, you know what. It. You bring those nostalgic memories to our hearts, That's and I fun. thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. It's I can't get enough of it, and I can't deliver enough. And we've got uh, what I would consider the greatest fans in the world, of course, around here. The passion for the game with Red Wing fans in, in Detroit and in Michigan and around the world is second to none. It has been through our 25-year run in the playoffs and all the cups, and even in our rebuild, now that we're eight years in and hopefully uh, – we're going we're gonna to revisit the playoffs here uh, very shortly. Mickey Redman, the great one, now color commentator for the Detroit Red Wings on Bally Sports, uh, along with Ken Daniels, uh, doing a great job doing the play-by-play. Ken Daniels uh, and the Jamie Daniels Foundation. All of you guys have done great things beyond the sport. We do our best, Paul, just like you. You, you, do, you do your best to help as many as you possibly can that are not as fortunate as we've been. And uh, let me close in saying that hopefully my age will change, but your 760 never will. <laughs> right. Well my done. mother used to listen to you guys in Peterborough oh, God in the wintertime because it was clear skies. Right. And that 50,000 watts would travel to Peterborough. I was talking to the guys about yeah. when we carried the wings, and hopefully right. we'll carry them again. Yeah. I remember being in Philadelphia for one of the Stanley Cup playoff finals and being on the Schuylkill Expressway yeah. and turning the radio on and heard it clear as a bell, WJR sure. 760, yeah. clear as a bell in Philadelphia. 50,000 watts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Thank you for everything, Mickey, Good and to may see you, you guys. continue forever. All the best. Thanks for the support for the hockey team. and. Uh, have a great day. The great one, Mickey Redman, along with Anthony Bellino, co-host of Sports Wrap with the legend Lomas Brown, as we continue in focus on WJR.